forever. <laughs> Dog. Manila. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to The Chop with Latrice and Manila. Where we give the weekly... Re- um, where we give the... Re- Why can't I say weekly? That's so horrible. <laughs> where we give the weekly recap and rundown of Canada's Dragway. <laughs> <laughs> Keep these from the blooper reel, okay? Here we go. We're going to try that again. <laughs> Where we give you the weekly recap and rundown of Canada's Drag Race. Who's on top and who... And who gets will give the chop. The chop. Wapow! So, Latrice, let's chop, 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 chop it up. Let's <laughs> chop it up, girl. You watched, you saw, you heard, you learned. Um, I... I'm still loving. Um, I've I feel like I'm like now um, know so much more about Canada. Um, so last week we met the twelve dolls of Canada's Drag Race. Our three judges. We had a mini challenge where they did a photo shoot on a mountaintop with the blizzard, um, and then we did the the you know the dreaded first challenge of the sewing. You know whatever. We had Rita Baga who won. Um, Lemon and Juice Box were in the bottom. Unfortunately, Juicebox had to go home. I want to thank our listeners for, um, you know, contributing their knowledge of Canadian history to us. I got lots of messages, very sweet messages, I might say. They were very um, uh, informational, informative, and... um, and sweet, like the tone. They were not offended. Um, you know, I, we. Oh, oh need- okay. So you got the nice ones. I had the the Canadian listeners who were appalled that we somehow were not taught Canadian history in our uh, in our. Our, our upbringing, unfortunately, oh. we don't even get taught American history. That part. Where so we're, we're from. We're, so the struggle is real, darling. So don't be offended. <laughs> be, besides, it's all in good fun. And we're like, we really have nothing but the utmost respect for all the queens. And of course, our uh, sister country, Canada. Um, and, um, you know, it, it was fun just to see us like struggle and not know <laughs> and come up with the most ridiculous. Um, scenarios of what these things were inspired by but knowing now um i have a full 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 understanding and i get it now it was but it's still fun it was still fun uh with our ridiculous guesses so we love you canada (laughs) well i think i think it's great because you know honestly like you know this is this is a, a completely new show it's very uh it's full of canadian pride and so as a viewer um you know when I first started watching Drag Race, it, it, it was a lot of lessons in the art of drag. But now I feel like we're getting a lot of lessons in just Canada in general. So I feel like this is a quite educational program. Um, but yeah, I want to thank uh, a 
few of our yes. our listeners because they were able to email us and or, or write comments and they were able to tell us things that we didn't know like uh like uh Jacques Bibit uh told us that in fact Canadians don't have to pay taxes on any prize money they win on game shows so uh, whoever wins this season will get a full $100,000 and I am without taxes so here for that can we uh go get uh a membership, I mean a membership, <laughs> a citizenship. citizenship. Will y'all take me, please? I want all my coin, honey. Um, well, unfortunately, Canada has uh, uh, strictly shut down its borders. <laughs> They've built their own wall uh, to keep us uh, COVID American uh, out of here. Uh, COVID Americans away from their beautiful country. So, as far as we're gonna get, is we're gonna get uh, uh, messages from from like. Karen Seeley, who told us that, you know, some of the references, she says, references, I'm seeing I'm butchering it still, which is, but it's a, it was referencing a cottage country where, you know, people like to go and get away from the city, you know, places that we aren't booked when we go to Canada. Yeah, exactly. So, so I want to, I want to thank all of our, our, our listeners for informing us uh, a, a lot of our listeners have offered to be our canadian liaisons or ambassadors to to give us the whole rundown on what's going on with everyone in uh canada so uh, if you if you have any information about how about canada to correct how we are butchering your great lands uh history <laughs> please feel free to email us um at latrice and manila at gmail.com Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's great because uh, you know, I'm I'm always up for learning new things. Absolutely. You know? And we'll and we'll read the email on, on the top of the show, enlightening all of us on Canada's knowledge and references and 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 you know, we'll 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 keep it all going. Because um, y'all, y'all, to our Canadian fans out there. Um, we are, we apologize. We don't know what we're talking about. I don't know why you're listening to us, expecting us to be some kind of authority on Canadian culture. But, <laughs> but uh, we will. We do definitely uh, want to. We have lots of listeners around the world who also don't know diddly squat. So, you know, it's educational for us all. For, so for us all, so and it's a time for growth. So I'm I'm here. I'm here for it. And um, yeah. Here's to growth. I'm going to drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Cheers. Yes. Oh, Canada. Now, this is a podcast, so you get to listen to our sultry, sexy voices. But if you want to see how gorgeous we look, y'all, check out the Forever Dog YouTube channel, and you can watch us uh, in drag doing our podcast. Because we're committed like that. Committed. Committed. The crazy people. We should be. We committed. got nothing else to do, so we're just getting up in drags for our own entertainment, for your entertainment. Thank you guys so much for listening and for watching. So let's talk about yeah. this episode, Latrice. Yes. Uh, there's a lipstick message. Hey, cunts. From season one. I love you all so much. Lots of love, sisters. XOXO. Juice box. I, I love this. It's so sweet. I, I, I feel like. Even when you go on this show, like even if you're there for just the one episode, you are able to have an experience that no one else in the whole world, except for those 12 other people, 
will be able to understand. Absolutely. So it's nice to see that the sisterhood has already formed, has already congealed. Um, and um, I'm, I'm excited that Juicebox is, you know, she's going to be uh, legendary now as the first queen ever to be kicked off Canadian, Canadian drag race. Pork chop work. The pork chop the of pork Canada. The pork chop of Canada. I love it. Yeah. Have some, please. But the queens are, you know, they're certainly re- they're, they're, they're realizing that it's truly anyone's game. I mean, it's early. So, yeah, of course, it's anyone's game. You know, there's still 11 of you bitches left. So, you know, who know who, who's, who will go home next, you know? Yeah, and um, stakes are high now because once you have the first queen eliminated, it becomes cemented in everyone like, oh, heck yeah, this is a competition. And yeah, I I can't afford to have one little slip up because, bitch, you're going to go home otherwise. Right. So we have the video message from RuPaul herself. You got... uh, No, No. you already done done, done, hair to reduce disease. (laughs) So, um... RuPaul makes a reference to, oh, she's like, paging Dr. Penfeld, paging Dr. Penfeld. None of the queens knew what that was. But because, you know, uh, now now we are uh, are expected to be authorities on uh, things. We actually looked this up. Dr. Penfeld was a doctor that worked um, on seizure patients and discovered that people smell burnt toast before they have a seizure. That is really interesting like burnt toast that's so specific (laughs) you know what i mean i know like before humankind (laughs) invented toast what did they smell (laughs) when they had a stroke i I don't know that's crazy so um i'm not sure but i think that's really cool so that i'm assuming dr penfield is a canadian doctor and uh the whole world is it is owes owes his discovery um, some merits. So, oh, applause to Dr. Penfield. Applause to Dr. Penfield. Then Brooke comes into um, the workroom. Ooh, yes. And so Looking does like the a snack crew, as usual. Honey. So does the pit crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they bring out a ballet bar, and which I, I really love because I love when they have these like little like mini challenges where they, they make the girls dance. Right. right? Because <laughs> Brooklyn is a classically Hello. trained classically. ballet dancer. Um, we instead of just the, the usual cartwheels and whatever RuPaul makes the girls do, um, we got to see everyone put on their tutus and have a good gay old time, you know, at the at the ballet. At the ballet, and they're auditioning <laughs> for the principal role of uh, ballet da- drag ballet, the nut smacker. <laughs> Get those nuts away from my face! Now you know I had I had to do it. I had to. Come on, nuts! <laughs> <laughs> I really love it because when uh, Brooklyn, not, I know she's sweet, but like she is establishing really quickly that she is not one to be messed with. So she's Do like not. chasing after the girls, like ready, set, run, and run. chasing them across the workroom and telling these bitches to get into their quick drag real fast. So, um, what'd you think of, of these girls' little ballet performances, Latrice? I mean, Anastasia really turns the party and, and uh, puts on the show. She really does. Um, Girl, she had her whole black swan uh, <laughs> moment. She had like she was the doing full turns and pirouettes. I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I liked I liked Lemon because she had that stupid Bjork uh, swan <laughs> outfit. <laughs> what about Boa dressed as a little girl? 
Um, that was wheels. hilarious because, like, honestly, it, it brought me back to when my my, my mother uh, put me in dance class when I was very young because she was like, I need this kid to, like, get his energy out. He's not really into sports, so let me put him in a dance class. And literally, uh, that was me when I was in dance class when I was a little kid. I love when she fell to the floor and started doing the worm. Uh, right, because them cartwheels were like, they needed a cart, girl, to get her over. <laughs> a wheelbarrow, girl. A wheelbarrow, honey. Stop, money. Ferris wheel. <laughs> so the winners are Boa and Anastasia. They win the mini challenge. Yes. And a girl, they got $1,000 gift certificates to Wigs and Grace. I mean, that is going to be like three whole wigs. <laughs> After you convert it from Canadian I to American mean, dollars, yeah, I mean maybe, but three whole okay, baby, I love they're gonna be styled, and shellacked, and lovely, and quaffed it, honey. Welcome to the Wigs and Grace family, honey. Every queen has um, one. Should well, have one. I mean, it, it's actually cheaper if you just buy the wigs directly from her without having her style it. You know, so she might actually, they might be actually be able to get a, a few, oh, like uh, lots a full, of wigs like, actually. Oh. She yeah, because like, I, think, I think her wigs are reasonably priced around like $100, like in general. So like you could probably get like eight or nine wigs out of that. So yeah. I think that's well, cool. work. Shopping what? spree. Shopping spree. Get these girls some wigs, honey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the maxi challenge, the queens will be overacting in a two totally twisted heritage moment. Inspired by the iconic Heritage Minutes. Um, okay. So because uh, we didn't have any clue about like Muska Kr or, uh, or uh, you know, Anne of Green Gables, um, I actually looked this up. And oh. this is actually kind of cool. So I, I apparently um, in Canada, they have like these like little one minute um, his, like, segments on TV that they play during like commercial breaks or whatever. It's like the, the more you know... It's like that for Canadian history. And they go all out. They have like fully period costumes. They like do a, do a reenactment and they just give you a little slice of, of Canadian history. And so I was, I was watching some of these on YouTube and I actually watched the one with Dr. Uh, Penfield. Oh. Where he like discovers the, you know, the seizure. And it's, it's, it's really weird. They have... I don't know. They have like French Canadian accents and this lady is like on a table and there's like a little like brain and he's like poking and he's like, Ooh, if I poke here, what does it feel like? That's not a Canadian accent. And she's like, Oh, did you spill water in my hand? And he's like, Oh no. And he puts, he puts, and she's like, I smell toast. I smell toast. And it was, it's, it was pretty cute. <laughs> so they play these things. And they also, I watched, uh, I watched one on YouTube where they talk about you know, how in the late 1800s, they sent Chinese migrant workers into mines to set off explosives, and, and the poor Chinese uh, immigrants would explode in these mines. What? Uh, yes, girl. And I also watched another one where they we talked about um, an African community, or a, a black, I guess, an African-Canadian, a, a black community in Canada, in Halifax, where in the 60s, 70s, they like full-on overnight bulldoze their entire uh, community down crazy. so they can build factories. That is yeah. crazy. Uh, so they they don't just celebrate uh, the positive things. I give it up for the Canadians because unlike here in America, 
they actually full on address like the, the issues the, and the, the, the terrible things that happened in yeah. Canadian history, like sending poor uh, Chinese immigrants into mines and having them blow up and bulldozing entire black community down in the in the in the early seventies, uh, which it was it's kind of it's kind of like Jesus, but yeah. then also like okay, I applaud them for actually like educating their community uh, educating their country about the things that they've done it wrong in the past so that they can move past this instead so, of trying to erase it hello instead of just yeah instead of just like sweeping, sweeping it under, under the, the carpet you know we're good happen. at that we're good at that yeah, we're go- we, we do that here in the states so uh and they do that in other countries too so i mean yeah. give it up for canada go canada i'm clapping for you mm-hmm. so they have the maxi challenge they have two teams team boa team anastasia um, uh, Team Boas, Priyanka, Kind, Scarlett, J- uh, Jimbo, and Alona. Um, and then Team Anastasia. Who was, kind of who was picked last? Picked last. <laughs> Just so that's, you know. That's the worst feeling, guys. It is horrible feeling. I don't know it, but, but I, I know I like it's how, a horrible I like how they're like, oh, you're the last one, so you get to pick which team you want to be on. Girl, as opposed to, oh, you're stuck with, yeah, you're you're stuck stuck with, with this, this girl. girl. Yeah, um, which is cute. Um, then you had Team Anastasia, Tainomi, Rita, uh, Baga, Kiara, and Lemon. So I, I think it's cute. They like, you know, they obviously like took like these historic things, like these uh, things in uh, Canadian uh, history and culture, and then they kind of dragified it up. We'll get to more of the challenges right after this break. And we're back to the chop with Manila and the trees. So we're discussing the walkthroughs. Um, Boa, poor baby, ADHD, IGHTV, all of those things, honey. IBS, uh, all of the things. <laughs> um, okay, I, I'll say this. I said this once before. I'll say it again. Winning a mini challenge just puts a target on your back. So here's here's Boa, team captain. And um, as much as I love the team that she picked, all of a sudden we're seeing that she's having some difficulties in her own challenge. And, you know, like, she's having a hard time even reading the script uh, and remembering her lines. And, you know, on top of that, she's like the team captain. So, I mean, well, why the pressure is on. Why can't she say Alona's name? Um... <clears throat> You know, I don't know. Um, I is it but to Ilona? be honest, like it's Ilona, right? Or is it Ilona? I- Ilona. Ilona. Like I'm Ilona. 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 At home, well, jerking off all day. <laughs> but not Alana. <laughs> it's not Alana. Not Alana. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, though, I, I think it's 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 better that uh, Boa. Uh, it, with all of her ADHD is mispronouncing Alana's name, it, it, it could be worse. It could be the host of the show trying to give you a, another last name, Heidi, in oh, the closet. And you For an entire season long. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. so, so Brooke comes and, you know, she's doing her little walkthrough. Or he's doing his little walkthrough. Right. Gosh, I'm Brock. so confused. Yeah, Brock comes. Uh, yeah. And... So we have a little bit of a, uh, like a, 
like a pearl RuPaul right. moment. Right. Do I have something <laughs> on my Kai? face moment? Right. I love. Do I have it. something on my face? <laughs> but yeah, uh, like, I mean, she tells Kai, you know, um, she was a little too confident last week and wants to know how she can take yeah, criticism, you know, moving forward. You know, because it's important that you don't have an answer for everything that someone says to you. You gotta just sometimes just suck it up and be like, okay. All right, and move on. You know, I find that when you're up against, up with the judges and they are, um, and they are critiquing you, yes, you want to take their critiques. Yes, you want to be able to defend what you're doing on the runway. But this is also a performance. I think a lot of the girls forget that going up there in front of the judges is a performance. This is your this is your show. one time. To show off your personality as a drag queen and how you can roll with the punches. Because as a drag queen, you know, in the clubs, you know, or on our live digital shows, um, you have to interact and keep it moving with, you know, your audience. And I, I think that uh, Kine really wasn't able to do that. Yeah. And then when, uh, when Brooklyn confronted her in this walkthrough, <laughs> Kine says, I forgive you. Record scratch, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn was not amused. She was not amused, honey. That side <laughs> I like, bitch. You lucky you still here, <laughs> right? And I feel and I feel for everyone involved because I I can understand that Kine is trying to you know you know play it off, be a little you know have a little joke and have a little fun. But you haven't nah, established that yet, baby. It's right. You have You ain't that close to her like that. You don't know her like that. Yes, and, so. and especially for Brooke because, you know, she's new to this. You know, she's not a like decades career established like RuPaul, where like she just walks in the room and everyone like gags on her. Like Brooklyn is doing. Brooklyn has to also like establish her authority in this situation. Absolutely. And here comes this little like overconfident little um. Queen with a busted up gold uh, <laughs> pantsuit. Uh, <laughs> trying to come for Miss Brooklyn. Ah, uh -uh, bitch. Not on tonight. Well, we will see. Spoiler alert. We're going to see what happens. Z -z -z -z. <laughs> with that, who has the last laugh? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so the other group. Brooke is is sensing that Tainomi was a little bit nervous on the runway last week. And so she's... Yeah, she was kind of giving like that sure. deer in the headlights kind of moment. And she needs to wake up and like be present yeah. in the competition. Because, girl, you don't, you don't get another chance to make a first impression. So... Uh, Very true. Wake up, Pearl. What? <laughs> And to be honest, like, when I watched the last episode, Tainomi seemed to be full of confidence. Right! And they're saying, like, oh, you know, all these queens in this workroom, like, oh, their careers to me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, just the the way her she delivers her confessionals and the way that she holds herself in, like, the workroom in general, uh, I expect a lot from her. So to see her kind of wavering this early on in the competition is she's she's being brought down to you know Size. even playing and field this is with what other I, queens and this is what I'll say about that again like Drag Race has a way of uh, highlighting um, your weaknesses and 
your insecurities. Like, it'll show exactly your experience level. I don't care how many years you've been doing drag. If you've been doing drag and all you've been doing is performing in the club, you don't have any acting or prior acting uh, skills or singing skills or anything like that, um, it's going to show and it's going to come out. Or you can be uh, natural. But either way, it's going to come out and you're going to be shown exactly who you are and what your limitations are. So it's important to kind of like humble yourself until you really get the full flavor of the Pringle, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Or you stack them because you you don't don't think Pringles ads are like, you know, mix your pizza flavor with your ranch flavor with your nacho cheese flavor and make your own flavors. (laughs) I want some Pringles, girl. (laughs) So they get on set. It's a green screen acting um situation and it's going to be directed by uh jeffrey boyer chapman um mm-hmm. and team bo is up first so okay. i love their little costumes the little suffer they definitely came in with the period pieces and like yeah, yeah. they're they're definitely in character bo definitely looks great um but sh- as they're going into the challenge she can't say her lines. She keeps forgetting, and her her team is frustrated with her. She's frustrated with herself, and like it's I can I I my heart was melting for her because I know the feeling of like where you know that you are bombing and you can't not do you can't do yeah. anything about it, and like, everything that you do just, just keeps like it's just like falling no. flat. And well, I mean this this like you were saying before, like you know this is like highlighting the fact that you know like acting is uh it's its own beast you know what i mean absolutely and then of course like you know acting in, on a green screen where you have to use your imagination you have to like uh Talk kind of figure out what is... yes girl <laughs> true. yes motion capture suits <laughs> with like ping pong balls on them i don't know but um yeah it's it's a lot and, and then of course you're being judged because one of the judges is there directing the the, the scene Yep. And bitch, they don't have their scripts on hand. Nope. Uh, they don't got their little cheat sheets but, like we do right now. <laughs> right. So I, I was I was feeling for her and I was, you know, to be honest, like when you when you are an actor and you are in front of the camera, you you it could take you several takes to get that one right take. Yeah. Um, now, in real life situations, the audience never sees all the shitty takes that don't make it. <laughs> But on Drag Race, girl, <laughs> you fuck you to up. See it. They want you yeah, to we see wa- it. Yeah, we gotta see it. We gotta see it. So every single line she fucked up, we gotta see. We gotta see. Some of them got to be repeated. Yeah. It, it was full on like highlighting how Boa cannot remember her lines. And I, I was feeling for her because, I, you know, after last week, I, I'm rooting for her because she's uh, such a fun uh, drag queen. And to see her like come from such a high down to this you're just like okay girl okay girl but okay, isn't girl. that what we do and how they work it on drag race one day you're up and one day you're out bitch so it's important who, to be who um who on that team did you enjoy watching on team boa priyanka was the, priyanka was funny to me uh of course i love jimbo she uh i'm just a, a, a fan like i'm a fan um but yeah, Priyanka and Jimbo were the uh, standouts for me for that team. How about Team Anastasia? Okay, so Kiara 
<laughs> is a one takeover wonder. Like she nails it. Like she's she's a she's a that bitch says okay and action. And cut and scene and done, bitch. Okay, and moving done. on. Bitch, moving yeah, on. She like that's how you do it, bitch. Like when it's right, it's right. Ain't no need to do it again. We got it. Yeah, I I give it up for her because like to be honest, like she's one of the younger queens, so I'm a little bit like okay, sure, whatever. But she did say that she you know grew up around acting, so um, so this this just came naturally to her, and I I I just really enjoyed watching her just kind of let loose and like she wasn't taking it seriously because it's drag race. You can't take it seriously. Like no one expects you to be giving a Meryl Streep performance. We want to see you. Yeah. We want to see you like making fart noises and falling (laughs) on your ass and just being comical and dumb. And she did that. And she nailed it. She did that. I mean, but Jeffrey had to kind of like really babysit Tainomi, you know? Um, She needed water. Her throat was dry. Why is your throat dry, girl? You ain't saying nothing. The water you know, I, ain't gonna I help it say, flow. I, I gotta say, I, I I was surprised because Tainomi is the oldest queen here. She's been doing drag for a very long time, uh, and so I, I kind of expected her to have a little bit more uh, control over the situation. She's um, out of her element, honey, and you can tell, and it was really evident that she hasn't been in this place before, like in a place of insecure. Uh, insecurity where she could not even control her own body reactions like she dry mouth and the sweats and the nervousness and the it's I, it's the downhill slope I know how it goes well Latrice now I know that you've been you've been doing drag for a million years and a half I mean <laughs> 65 million years since, At least. since the dinosaurs went extinct <laughs> At um, least. uh when was your first, what was your first acting experience like in drag? Oh, acting experience in drag. Was it on Drag Race? Hell no, no. Um, I was in this movie, several, a couple of movies. I was in a couple of movies. Um, <laughs> they went straight to Blockbuster, back when Blockbuster was a thing. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> There's one movie called The Hustle. Um, and um, I was, you know, of course, you know, the, the, I was in a strip club and watching strippers. <laughs> of course. And I was, first, you know, up in the front and I was like, uh, in my deepest, sexiest voice telling the stripper, take it off, baby, take it off. <laughs> There's one movie called My Baby's Daddy, uh, where, uh, I played this, in my mind, I was fabulous, but bitch, when I tell you she was busted, she walked around. <laughs> In her mind, she was fabulous. Honey. She was walking around in capes and in the daytime in the house, just walking around in capes and robes and things, and baby looking like who did it and why, with no makeup on. Uh, but girl, her partner wanted to have a, a a baby, and obviously, I didn't. So very true today. So yeah, no kids for me. <laughs> so I can relate to the character just, very well. Just the fish, girl. Just the just fish. The fish. But um, anyway, it's Elimination Day. And the top- oh, the, I love this yeah. because we really get to know some of these queens because the the challenge this week is, for the runway is uh, their their first time, like their glow up from their first times in drags. Ooh, so we get to we get to hear wait. stories from like the queens 
and you know some of their earliest memories of doing drag yes um Kine is talking about how she was wearing makeup in high school and um, before her father died, like he started to kind of understand her a little bit more and, and, and come to accept Kine doing drag, um, which I think is, is so sweet because I, I think a lot of drag queens go through that situation. Like it's hard enough for our parents to accept our, you know, our homosexuality and our lifestyle. But to then throw on a wig and, and that, uh, like, it really it really is uh, nerve-wracking to a lot of parents because a lot of parents just don't understand and they, and they, they fear for their children, etc. Um, and then on the other side, we have, like, Lemon and um, who was the other queen, like, Lemon was talking with, uh, who had really supportive families. Oh, correct. Yeah, super supportive. Mom and dad. Yeah, um, which is... Consider yourself blessed, honey, because obviously, you know, the other side of that is Anastarza. Uh, she's, you know, she started dragging the Bahamas, um, where it is not mm. accepted. And she had uh, lots of friends um, who had been shot and murdered during, for doing drag. Um, or, or for even being gay. I mean, that, gay. Like, already I was expecting a horror story because, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with some of like just the, the culture and how they treat um, gay people and the, our community Absolutely. Um, in the Caribbean. But oh my gosh, like it was, it all of a sudden like put everything into perspective. Uh, it, it really like melted away any of my insecurities of when I came out with my family because like if things can be god awful. And to hear the story of Anastasia who's coming back home and had a bunch of people shooting at her car and being shot three times. Uh, that's scary. That it's is fucking scary, man. Like losing your life for something that you love and it's really bringing other people joy and just being yourself. Like, to who, who would think that, like, you can die for just trying to be who you are? And... I mean, she got hit three times, three bullets, and one is still in her kidney. Um, and when I tell you, like, the power of a strong, strong bitch, she drove herself to the hospital um, to save her own life. And, you know, I I, I literally was in tears listening to that story. Um, and I'm so thankful that she shared the story because... I want all these people around the world to know that you are privileged to have it privileged and blessed to be able to celebrate and be who you are freely. And it is the people that have um, paved the way and fought and are still fighting for our rights and equality. Um, and so I'm glad that she was able to seek refuge in Canada and Canada opening up their arms uh, to her and, uh, she was able to start anew and look at her now. Continental fish. I look at her now. Look at her. Now she's on Drag I mean, Race. You know, it's just. It's crazy. crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy to hear this, especially in this day and age. Um, uh, and I know like, you know, like we feel powerful when we put on these wigs and these outfits um, and it brings us a lot of strength. And it's still crazy to think that people are still so upset that someone can be their true self 
that they want to cause them harm, harm. Cause or them kill harm. them. They're not doing nothing to you. We're not doing anything to you. We over here doing our little podcast. Now, why should I have to die because I'm in drag doing a podcast? That is ridiculous. Like, it's bringing people joy. And um, Anastasia, you are a strong and powerful queen. We love you. And... Um, yeah, I'm And I'm, thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I I it puts it puts a lot of things into perspective for all of us queens whining about like the little shit. Um so Count your I, I give it up to people. Anastasia. Yes. So thank you so much. All right, on that note, let's take a break so we can like dry our eyes and like refix our <laughs> mascara. Um and we'll be right back, guys. And we are back uh, with the chop, with Patrice and Manila. So we are having our second ever runway. We got our judges looking fine as fuck. Um, and our new guest host. Extra Jade, special guest host. Extra special guest host from Shadow Hunters on uh, Freeform, ABC Family, or whatever you want to call it. Jade Hasune. He's a little cutie. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my God, he looks tiny. You know, my husband is short, so I like, I like gay. little... I like them little pocket gaze, you know. Fits in your carry-on. You can take them to the club. <laughs> Saves on baggage fees. I understand, honey. <laughs> now, I don't know. Last week, I was bitching and moaning about the, the celebrity guest host. But for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's because, like, he a homo. Or maybe it's because he's cute. But it, it, this one was a Or maybe just because I'm getting used to it. But <laughs> this guest host was a little bit easier to swallow. I don't, know, I don't mind swallowing this one either, honey. So, let's get to the runway. Um, so, our runway is, a, I think this is, like, a really, really fun runway challenge. This is a, like, a glow up from your very first times in drags. Uh, so, we get to see, I, which I love because we get to see these, like, old retro photos of these queens and their like their little like disposable camera click and like right take to the one hour photo get duplicates printed so you can give them to your friends um yeah i love this what'd you think of this challenge oh my god i was i'm here for it because i love to see the glow up because it's real. I mean, it's, we yeah. thought we were turning it back in the day with our little, and little, they were, and they were, and they were for back in the day. But honey, if we had known the things that we know now, we would have been a lot further off in our lives and our careers. But um, I was glad to see um, the little baby pictures because um, it kind of shows you where they're coming from and yeah. how true they are to their characters today. So, um, 
I really, I really like seeing the glow up because it was really cool. Cause like when first they turn the corner and you see their outfit and they all look beautiful, but then they, then they show the picture like, for yeah. picture. And it's really cool to see like the, the difference. Oh, um, but honey, what are some that... of the, what are some of the ones that like stood out to you? Oh my God. Lemon and those legs, that dress, that, that velvet Ooh. gown was just sensational on her. And her legs all the way up to her forehead. I was like, bitch, that split on that dress was so sexy. And her body is so right. Um, I was totally here for it. She looked gorgeous. The hair was laid. Um, Makeup impeccable. So Lemon definitely was high marks for me. Um, I I really liked Rita Baga. Uh, she had the sunflowers. Oh, that turned out lovely too. Yeah, I like, and then I loved because they showed the original, and you could tell like bitch went to the dollar store and bought like <laughs> ten whole dollars worth of sunflowers, and she like hot glued them to whatever dress she had. But now it was like the glow up was real, honey. She had like the oversized sunflowers on her shoulders, the little ones on her waist. I really liked seeing like how much she's evolved because also Rita Bega has been doing drag. Uh, longer than some some of these other girls, so Correct. it is nice. There, there is a there's more of a of a glow up because there's right. more time that's gone by. Right, and of course Jimbo did not disappoint. That zombie cheerleader Halloween look. Oh yeah, oh, my, with the pigtail yeah. re- the pigtail reveals, honey. Ah, yes. did that not disappoint. That reminded me of that one scene in Priscilla Queen of the Desert when they do that little uh shake group thing, shake group thing, and they take the, they uh-huh. take the little pigtails off. I love that because honestly, like I I I know that girl, like the before picture. I know that queen. Yeah, like, yeah. Just the ripped up fishnets, just like the blood, just looking like a hot mess, like passed out on the staircase. I live for that. What, um, was, uh... what are the ones that you didn't really like? Which ones did you not feel? Uh, um, kind like yeah. was basic. Uh, that was. Yeah, no, but yeah, no bueno. Right? Yeah, Girl, no bueno. Especially, especially because it was referencing like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. And I was like, like no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, you got to go big, no. honey. Ursula, honey. You... Yeah. No. It, 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 I mean, I liked I liked her, her makeup. I thought the purple makeup was, was well done. But the rest of the outfit just was just. Well, the, the gag was that the judges were like, um, we liked your before better than your now. <laughs> Bitch, that's the oh, read of reads, honey. Like, you you didn't glow up, bitch. You glue back. I mean, you you turn out the lights, bitch. Like, I don't know what happened, but they were like not featuring. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what do you think of Tainomi? Oh, she, she had, had the, she had the gray one with the, with the hood and the ponytail. Oh, looking like John of Arc or whatever the, the medieval whatever with the hood. Yes, the Crusaders. I, Search for the Holy Grail. Yeah, no, I don't get it. Like, I didn't get it. I mean, I wasn't completely offended, but I did not get it. Um, no? See, uh, I actually liked it. I, I might really... have would have liked it with a boot or something, not with them pumps. Yeah, I think I think that's where the problem came in was it was the the weird, you know, seven ninety nine fishnets, um, the the like the, the random 
just pump. It should have been a stronger, a stronger boot look. You got armor. It's still like armor up the top, you know, from head to shoulder. And then we got, and then it was just like you know, business hooker on the corner <laughs> from the waist down. Yeah, I think that's where it lost me. Yeah. And also that ponytail, honey. I, come on, Tainomi. Could we get a, an extra pack of hair in Bitch, that ponytail? There was like three strands of hair coming out of the back of that. <laughs> And it got caught in the sequence. So I was like, well, where's oh, the Oh, see, hair? that's the other thing. That's, yeah, I was queens, like. no, when you're wearing long hair and you're wearing sequins, it is a nightmare. Yeah, a nightmare. so that wasn't very well thought out. But we live and learn. <laughs> Bitch. Now, Scarlet coming out on the runway and then eating fire, bitch. Like, who does oh, yeah. that? Now, that's the first. In drag history. That is the first. Drag- Although I got I gotta say that I do remember um Ivy Winters, who is also a trained uh juggler, a tra- trained circus mm-hmm. clown and fire eater, and she also can throw knives and hit a mark. So like she could throw knives at my head and miss my head, or not miss my head if she wanted to. Or not. Um but I do remember her telling me that she just didn't tell the producers. She didn't get the producers enough time to get the fire marshal in. Um, so I was so happy to see Scarlet Bobo come out there and do the fire tricks because it hasn't been done on Drag Race yet. Well, good. Yeah, she and did it too. She, she did it with, with ease. That means she must have a real, real wet, moist mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, honey. And after all that fire, it's nice and warm too. I so mean, when you put things inside so of it, it's like hot, just like a fiery, hot, hot moist. Saliva. Yeah. And those big lips she has. Okay, Scarlet Bubble, we go we both gonna be calling you so that we can uh we can uh do an OnlyFans account with you. <laughs> we gonna pimp you out, ho. <laughs> Okay, so I, I love this. I love this thing because we got to see the glow up of the girls. I got. To, I feel like we got to know them a lot better. Like just just from like being in the workroom and talking about their past and their struggles, and now seeing the pictures of their past and how much they struggled putting makeup on. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so now it's time for us to watch their final uh, Heritage performances. And... Okay. So first up, we have Boa's team, the Muffajabets. The Muffajabets. And, you know, Priyanka and Jimbo, like I said, they were the standout performers for me. And, um, yeah, the rest of the team kind of just kind of let themselves down. I, I, didn't, I didn't get I was like, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so good for Priyanka and Jimbo. Uh, yeah, my overall, I thought that one just had a really weird pace. Um, and I don't know if that's like the editing or if it was the direction or if it was like the performance, but it just felt it felt super slow. Yeah. Um, th- well, that's because like, they didn't know their lines. <laughs> uh, true. That's true. So, I mean, so I guess I guess that's what they that, had to work like, with. Like, if you gotta wait for the line, bitch. Yeah, it's gonna. Throw off the pacing just a little bit, but thank God because for, uh, the other team, I think their theirs was much more successful and more entertaining. I laughed a lot. Kiara Lemon, hilarious. Um, yeah, oh Kiera. my gosh, Lemon, Lemon I, killed it. Yes, she did. 
But Kiara was like, for me, um, that bitch was so stupid. She just threw herself, like, threw herself completely into it, like, full out. Um, so I, I really enjoyed her performance. Yeah, I think that was fantastic as well. So as they um, get the, we get to find out who's safe, and it's Anastasia, Ilona, Rita, and Scarlett. They're all safe queens. Okay, so, I, I agree with that. I'm I agree cool with, with that. that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Cool with that. So now the judges are critiquing the girls. Uh, they loved Lemon's performance, like we did, um, yep. which is great because she had a bad week last week. So to see her, you know, rise from the ashes and uh, perform well was was nice to see. Uh, Tainomi, they just they didn't they weren't feeling the outfit. No. Um. They they liked her presentation on the runway, they thought it was better than the deer in the headlights from the last episode, but her acting was as expected. Yeah. It it was, it was not the T girl. It was not the T. So she's, she's, uh, she's at risk, honey. Right. Um, and then they had Kiara who they, they thought did do it pretty well in the acting challenge. Although they, they think that she was kind of, uh, a little bit more like a little forgettable. I, I, now I, what I, now this is what I want to do because it's delicate and I want to not make sure that I'm um, making light of something that is more serious than it is. But, um, you know, she's being critiqued on her runway walk and baby, that walk is special. So I didn't know whether it was like a medical condition or (laughs) she just came walking here. So. Okay, yeah. Uh yeah, especially after watching her walk last week. Um, I mean Well, here's the here's the deal. For Stacey McKenzie to be giving you tips on how to walk a runway is something that hopefully Kiara uh will be able to um you know, she'll be able to like, you know, you know, learn from because she's sickening. She, she I, I love, I like Kiara. She did a great job. I liked her, her entire look. Although honestly, like she only started drag like six months ago. So like her look literally was literally the same look. So, um, well, she walks we like a Bo- baby deer. So yeah, yeah she got to work on that. Um, then we have Boa who I thought was fantastic. I thought, I thought she looked sickening. She looked good. But, but baby, but like after last week's uh, runway presentation, where she was able to show off a lot of her personality, I think that they they had a little bit higher expectations than her just you know walking down the runway and modeling. well that and you know her you can tell her spirit was totally diminished from knowing that she did not do better good looking in the challenge and she ah. she really was the weakest link as the team captain you know. So. Yeah, but I, I I don't I don't buy it because like like Priyanka was this, had kind of the same like attitude. She was like, well, if I sucked in the thing, well, I'm gonna stomp that runway like right. I'm a supermodel. So hopefully that'll save me. Um, but yeah, her her runway look was kind of a little slow. They they were like, Jesus Christ, uh, she's she took, taking her time. She took forever, baby, to get down that runway. But yeah, it definitely was the slowest walk ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame her, though, because, like, you only get to walk that runway, like, I that mean, one time. So, know. like, you really want to milk that. Let those people, let the judges get into the look. Um, our tops are 
Jimbo, Kiara, Priyanka, and Lemon. We got yes. four tops here. Okay, they can, they can start their own doo-wop band. I girl. mean, the four, not the four tops. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, and the winner this this episode is Lemon. Lemon from bottom to top. Yes, work it out. She's bitch. a burst queen. We love a verse. A nice little prize of makeup, which is good because wasn't she saying that she didn't have enough makeup when she came into this competition? Was that her? She does now, honey, because you will get your fill of Anastasia Beverly Hills, darling, valued girl five thousand dollars, honey, Canadian. Get all of. No, girl, I, I literally, when we went to All Stars, we, we were given, like, these giant makeup cases Huge. of uh, of Anastasia. Like we have the whole with, line. With every like shade we... you can think of, everything. Girl, I still can't, I still can't get rid of it fast oh, enough. Oh, no, no, really. I still, so, like... Lemon, you go have makeup for a while. So, Trust. I'm expecting to see some good looks You'll from you fine, in the future, yeah. okay? You'll be real fine. Our bottom two, girl. Who's our bottom two? Our bottom two um, is Kine and Tainomi. Accurate. What do you, okay, I expected Tainomi to be in the bottom because for sure. she she, for sure. she wasn't. But Kine, I, I was not expecting Kine to be in the bottom from her performance. But maybe maybe it was because her runway was her so- runway <laughs> put her down there um, because okay. she she was teetering on safe because I did not hate her in the thing uh, in the little performance. But I kind of felt like it was a week late. She should have been in the bottom last week. But I feel like it was like a whole like, uh, you're, you're um I'm sorry, you're you're forgiven, you're in the bottom. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Well, that probably is true. That is it. You're forgiven. I mean... Well, you are going home. How about that? So, uh... <laughs> so, so our lip sync song is. If you could read my mind. Jonathan uh, Enrique, that uh, used to be the jam back in the day. That was a jam. Okay, first of all, I love Alternate. Uh, I Amber, love Alternate. Of course. Okay. And Jocelyn Enriquez is one of my favorites because she's Filipina like me. Baby. So like and she got a voice on her. They and I wish that the bitch would have come up with more albums. I love this lip sync. I thought the two of them did a great job at the lip sync. Yeah. I did too. Uh uh, I I really liked because because there's three there's three singers in the song so like the the girls had a apart. lot to work pick with apart. yeah 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 mm-hmm. well Tainomi wins the lip sync and so she gets to stay for another week and that unfortunate and, and of course she's having a little bit of a breakdown uh, and this is where I was like okay it's time for her to go <laughs> when Kine got up there she's like stop crying this is my moment. Girl! <laughs> it was like when Laganja Astrogia was like, This is my baby! I feel very attacked! <laughs> Girl. Oh my word. Yeah, it was time for her to exit the building, honey. And thank you very much. Uh, please see the uh, receptionist yeah. on the way out. Do not, do not pass go. Yes. Do not collect the two hundred dollars. Do not. Um, just, just punch it, honey. But the one thing that I will say is that finally, Kine understood she that she was not the shit. You know what I mean? She knew 
that oh. she lost that lip sync. Well, she honey, knew she was going home. Yeah. Well, unlike yeah. last time where she's like, I'm very happy with my performance. I'm, and I really I, like my outfit. Not on tonight. I forgive you. <laughs> we do too. Now, sachet away. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, and all jokes aside, um, I commend these uh, girls for uh, their bravery and their entertainment value because I'm highly entertained. And also for them being so vulnerable and open and and sharing um, their life struggles, you know, uh, know, in particular, Anastasia. Um, So, uh, yeah, I hope they continue this this track of uh, entertainment, entertainment, uh, because... This is what the world needs right now. We all need a little bit of happiness. And girl, we are getting it. And I'm getting my full and, joy. I'm a little sad because, like, we're already two episodes into uh, Canada's Drag Race, which means that there's only a few more. <laughs> there's only That's a few it. more left. There's like six Don't more episodes, ten more episodes. Um, well, that does it for uh, our review of uh, of episode two of Canada's Drag Race. Thank you so much for listening to the Chop with Latrice and me, Manila. Uh, um, we have new episodes every Monday, so make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast app. Yes, and of course, uh, please, let we, we want to learn as much as we can about our sisters up north. So if you have any comments or anything, please reach out to us, uh, correct us if we're wrong, inform us of, um, you know, the the tax situation up there in Canada uh, or <laughs> or whatever time. commercials you guys have on TV. So you can email us at latriceandmanila at gmail.com. That's latriceandmanila at gmail.com. We look forward Ooh, to reading your, your emails and your comments. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next time. Make sure you follow us uh, and uh, we'll talk to you next week when we find out who gets the chop. The Chop is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Creative Canada, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Canada's Drag Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their prospective trademark and copyright holders. Forever Dog. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Big Dipper. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Balai. Alaska Thunderfuck. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.